Fresh Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Kathy Bird, Fresh Art Producer, with a new episode of Fresh Talk. And that was Czech artist Clara Hobsa. Her lifetime diving project is just one of the possible futures imagined in the Montreal Biennial that opens this fall. Today we're on the top floor of a hotel in Manhattan with Sylvie Fortin, the artistic director. To set the stage for our conversation, Sylvie describes Montreal's cultural landscape. Montreal is a city that is linguistically divided, so I think that your listeners in the States will understand sort of racial segregation in some cities. We don't have that so much. What we have is, is linguistic separation. So to bring together uh, both the Francophone communities in the plural and the Anglophone communities is, is a tall order. And um, thankfully, I think we have the desire and also the knowledge and, and the, the kind of fluidity to, to navigate both of these communities. Within each of these linguistic communities, there's also um, great variations. For example, in Montreal, in the last decade, there's been massive immigration from France and Belgium because of the dire state of the economy in these countries and the fact that youth has you know, very little opportunities in France and in Belgium. We've witnessed this massive immigration of, of people from Paris and, and Brussels. There's also, since the late 70s, massive immigration from Western Africa and Northern Africa. And that has shaped the linguistic landscape in terms of French communities. And, and so typically cultural institutions tend to not address themselves very much to immigrants from Northern Africa and Western Africa. And, and for us, that is very, very important. Anglophone communities will add a dimension to the biennial. As far as the Anglophone community, it tends to be a mostly transient community. People come to Montreal because there are four universities, some very good universities. People come from all over the world um, to go to McGill and to Concordia. So they tend to stay anywhere between four to seven years and then move on. Um, so it's, you know, it's a very, very different dynamic. So we are working with the universities as well to try to engage um, those transient communities. The title of the exhibition is completely on point with today's politics in Quebec. Quebec politics are always very, very interesting. We just had an election uh, a couple of weeks ago. So when I f moved back to Montreal in September, I thought all of this sort of nationalism is behind us and this place has gone forward and, and is kind of poised and very open to the world. And then as soon as I got back there, there was an election and the PQ government got back in power. And the PQ government is, um, at this point, um, fairly outdated in its views of, of possible futures for Quebec. So working with a theme like L'Avenir is a perfect platform right now. So the, the exhibition is L'Avenir, which translates as what is to come. Uh, so it's not just the future, but it is that which is just coming. And the subtitle is Looking Forward. So it's not about some fantasies or 
some kind of futures from the past, you know, where it's not about jetpacks and, and moving to other galaxies. It's having both feet firmly grounded and looking. This is about visual art practices. So it's about looking at a range of possible futures that we can debate. And um, 50 artists are going to allow us to do that. The Biennial explores complicated subjects. It's a very generous exhibition that deals with, of course, topics like the environment, but not in a way that is kind of pointing fingers or, you know, saying this is doomsday and we're beyond the point of no return, which I don't think is very useful as a position. I mean, yes, it's good to sound the alarm, but unless you can also offer some possible solutions, then it's like my hands are tied. Why should I bother, right? I think most of the artists that we've selected are coming to these very, very big problems. The economy is another one, of course. The political landscape is another one. The future of art, its efficacy. You know, what can art actually do? Um, and lots of claims are being made all the time about activism and about efficacy and, and about community work. But what is actually, you know, possible? Two independent curators and two curators from the Musée d'Art Contemporain activate the new Biennial's partnership with the city's most important museum. We have a team of four people, and, and in a way this is a result of this year one and this collaboration with the museum. So two curators kind of are you know the the people who conceptualize the project and in collaborating with the musée um, it became obvious that we needed to integrate uh, people from the inside for many reasons so building this team allowed us to you know make sure that we could cover a lot of ground these four curators brought all of their knowledge and research over a number of years to this project and it really shows it does seem very important in this way that you're approaching the biennial that artists from Montreal or from Canada are deeply involved as major players on the international platform. Yes, and also I should mention that in the collaboration with the museum, uh, what it meant concretely is that there was a triennial of Quebec art that existed. And so the collaboration with the biennial has meant that that event no longer exists. So the resources that were allocated to this, you know, vast operation that focused strictly on Quebec artists is no longer there. So in this year one, I thought that it was really, really important to be particularly attentive to that reality because that's history that we've inherited and uh, to do some solid research about what was actually going on in Quebec. What I should also say is that what's really healthy about working with curators who are not from a place is that they can really see the scene differently. The Quebec artists who are in the show, many of them have important international careers but they've never shown in Montreal. They're completely unknown uh, locally. So in this year one, yes, there is a particular attentiveness to the local, but it's also presenting a different view of the local, a, diff a view of the local that addresses what we were talking about, uh, the diversity of uh, people who are in, in the city, this kind of linguistic uh, messiness, uh, but also the presence of Aboriginal peoples, which uh, you know is very, very important but often overlooked.
We talk about Krzysztof Wodisko's community-based concept. The Polish artist is known internationally for his monumental projects. Well, we're working with Krzysztof Wodisko, who's doing a great new piece for us. Um, for this piece, when I was talking about broader collaboration, there is a, a kind of entertainment district in Montreal that um, programs a number of things. So we collaborated with them because they have um, the best projectors and they have all the equipment in place. But often, or at some time, the, the content can be a little on the light side. So it was, okay, coming together, saying we can deliver really potent work and you have all the equipment and it's a co-production so they're also investing half of the money in this new piece and the piece will ultimately uh, become part of the collection of the museum so it's a win-win-win situation <laughs> so what will unfold over these 76 days <laughs> madness intensity <laughs> delight well we are working right now on the public programs, um, and we are, as I mentioned, partnering with a number of institutions like the Canadian Centre for Architecture, the Museum of Fine Art, the University. So we'll have at our disposal a variety of spaces and their ready-made connections and communities, but also working um, with other communities like uh, through Christoph, he's working with the uh, Native Friendship Center and with uh, the homeless population right around uh, the neighborhood, so working very closely with them as well. Um, so these days will be a combination of talks and screenings and performances. And in addition, part of the public programs that we're developing are developed by our partners. So when we're working with transient populations, we're basically becoming a platform for them to develop programs around the exhibition for us. Because we're talking about l'avenir, uh, no one holds all the knowledge and no one kind of articulate all of the questions. So part of the, the money in the envelope for the public programs is geared towards these community-generated programs. In one of the statements I read, there are other reference points to Montreal's presence in the universe for the World's Fair that right. took place there and the future-looking architecture of right. Buckminster Fuller. And I'm wondering what artists have seized on that topic or looking back at the history of the future of Montreal? Absolutely. Well, there's uh, one artist, a young artist from Montreal, his name is Etienne Tromblay-Tardif, who is working around, I don't know how you say that in English, but in Atlanta it's like Spaghetti Junction, you know, where all the highways kind of converge. Well, this was very much a symbol of that Montreal futurism. It's it's uh, it's called the Echangeur Turcou, and it's a many, many, many level grandiose structure that is now falling apart and actually is being taken down. So his work connects um, that form and that thinking about the urban fabric with the identity quest and the sovereignty movement and its demise now. So sort of looking at both of these things as things that are not too far away but no longer valid. And of course, you know, growing up with a Buckminster Fuller Dome in your backyard changes very much the way that you see the world and see your place in the world. And, and that is a reference that is picked up in a number of works. We consider the meaning of Clara Hobbs's diving practice. Anyway, I will start the diving through Europe now. 
see if it works. Her project is a multi-year project where she's scuba diving through Europe. Um, so she started a couple of years ago in Rotterdam and will follow the rivers all the way out to Costanza in Romania. So from the North Sea to the Black Sea. But, you know, it's that sort of total commitment project that um, humorously and quite playfully is rehashing the whole territorial conquest, the whole histories of Europe, but also a project that is very much uh, asking questions about the future of art. So, you know, what, what does it mean if someone embarks on a project that may take 50 years? How does it shape then what we think of as contemporary practice? Does it have to be performative in this way? Does it have to be durational in this way? At least two of the projects are venturing to the North Pole. Kevin Schmidt is a project that he started in 2010, and it's called In Search of the Northwest Passage. And he basically set, launched to sea, uh, well, not to sea, but on the icebergs, um, but they're melting, so is it an iceberg or is it the sea? We don't know where it is yet. But the idea with this project is that he created this billboard, set it out in the Northwest Passage, and the project will be finished when he finds it again if he ever finds it again. We're also working with a collective called Arctic Perspective Initiative. And that's Matthew Biederman from Montreal and Marco Pelhan from Slovenia. And their project has, of course, a, a manifestation within the realm of art, but it's premised on something much, much greater, which is the empowerment of populations around the Arctic Circle. And so they are developing technologies uh, such as drones, other kinds of imaging technology, but also hydroponic structures for um, to, to have food diversity as uh, these people move forward. So it's really working with communities, of course, in, in northern Canada, but around the globe, around the Arctic. I noticed that you're working with adaptive actions, yes. and we have featured them on Fresh Art International. So yes, we're working with Jean-François and Jean-Maxime, and uh, this will be a project in public space. So with them and with another artist, Abbas Akavan. Their works are very site-responsive and very context-specific. So these are, you know, homeless proposals. They will find their space and their time and their form as we get closer to the event. And, you know, again, this is a very uh, important part of, of possible future practices. What kind of portrait will it create of art that is to come? <laughs> what I hope is that we um, come out with a sense that art has great agency, but something that's a bit more lucid than the grand political claims that we perhaps sometimes would like to make for it. So I hope it's open. I hope we make discoveries and, and we're able to articulate notions of agency that are a bit different. Yeah, and, and, and just to understand that um, I think what biannuals can do, because they are not so connected to physical space and to real estate that needs to be filled. I mean, a museum 
or even an artist-run space, or even a university gallery, although they can be laboratories and site for experimentation, at the end of the day, there are so many square feet that need to be filled. So I think that there is a certain predetermination of practice that happens this way. And, and I think also finding alternative spaces or um, kind of warehouse spaces is, is also, it's still about real estate. So hopefully we can not negate the real estate, but understand it in an expanded field um, that allows us to think of variously sighted or spatial interventions, temporal interventions in a different way. So we'll see. You've been listening to Fresh Talk with Sylvie Fortin. Learn more about La Biennale de Montréal on freshartinternational.com. Let's continue our conversation on Facebook and find us on Twitter at freshartintl. Visit our site and click on Fresh Talk Franklin Sermons to hear about another international biennial that opens in New Orleans this fall. This will unfold over how many days? Over 76 days of discursive intensity and discoveries and talks and performances and screenings and a summit and all kinds a of things. A summit? A summit. Tell me about the summit. There's a summit? Yeah, we'll have a summit, yes, because I didn't want to do a symposium or a colloquium. And no, so that's so passé. That is so passé. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to talk about the future, you need to have a summit, A don't summit you? for the future. <laughs> you are so right. Uh-huh.